1: Hello and welcome to episode thirty of Who to a podcast, our Huddersfield Town podcast. I'm your host Rory Benson. Joining me today is Sport Editor at the Examiner, Mel Booth. Mel, how are you doing?
0: Yes, fine. Thanks,
1: Rory. Uh, it's been uh, a bit of a while since we did the last one. Um, wasn't a podcast last week because there were three Huddersfield Town matches so it was kind of a bit busy everyone all over the place but we're back now and we've got three losses to dissect but losses which are sort of very different in, in and of themselves.
0: Yes they were yeah I mean the the match against Manchester City at home was massively encouraging I mean everyone is um, Fating City as arguably the best team that there's ever been in the Premier League so um it was a A terrific sort of um, technical approach by town. Um, David Wagner obviously set up to make it extremely difficult for City to break them down. Uh, And it almost worked by providing a point. Obviously going ahead uh, from that corner deflected in was a, a massive help. Uh, and City were up against it and it took them a long time to to, to break town down and in the end they needed a massive stroke of good fortune. So um, I thought that was a a fantastic performance really from town. The work rate of the players all across all three departments really was exceptional Um, and uh, Lauren de Poitre up front particularly I thought ran his socks off. Um, He was out on his feet Uh, and it it, it summed up the efforts of the whole team really and I thought that was was massively encouraging Um, obviously down at Arsenal it sounds very much as though Town had really good chances um, to uh, put pressure on Arsenal even though they went behind very early and you've got to take at least some of those chances no doubt we'll come back to this in a little while but Um, Yeah, Town had chances uh, and it was only that blast of quick goals in the second half that put the game well beyond them, uh, which was a a real shame because they hadn't played that badly up until then and indeed I think David Wagner made reference to the fact that in the second half Town looked like they were going to get back into the game before it was very quickly taken away from them. So um, I think people went to Everton, expecting town to perhaps be more on the front foot than than it turned out to be I think the biggest disappointment from. Um, the Everton match was that town didn't create that many opportunities. Um, and that was disappointing because I don't think people really are rating Everton yeah. as anything like a decent side at the moment. So, despite Sam Allardyce taking over and despite the quality of some of the names that are in their lineup. So, I think that was a big disappointment. And I think it came across from David Wagner afterwards how disappointed he was in the performance, in the fact that they hadn't shown... He called it creativity and quality, didn't he, in the final third. Mm. Uh, And I think that disappointment really shone through. You don't often find David Wagner, or we certainly haven't found him in the two years that he's been here, overly critical of the players at any stage. He hasn't needed to be most of the time, let's face it, but he actually was quite critical in the in not necessarily the words but the tone of the words and um, that came across that he was bitterly disappointed with that performance and I think that that message will have got through to the players and obviously with two very important home games coming up um, I think that uh, hopefully that message will have registered and when they cross the white line on Saturday first of all against Brighton um, the, the players will be back in that Huddersfield town Terrier mood, as it were.
1: Mm-hmm. I think one thing that kind of links all the all the losses is the second half performance from town. Obviously, against Arsenal, they conceded four in the second half. Against Everton, the two and City as well, the two in the second half also. Um, what do you think? Do you think that comes out of the energy they're putting into it, or maybe the lack of confidence that they're having at the minute in the the run of games, the run of
0: losses that they've had? It's, Why is it? It's probably a combination of, of a number of factors really Um, obviously the fact that we can't score many goals at the moment is coming home to roost Mm. Uh, and that in turn is probably um, nibbling away at the confidence let's put it that way I don't think Town need to be downhearted at the moment about anything that they've done Um, you know they've had a great start to the season this is a little bit of a blip this run, it equals the worst that Town have had under David Wagner four successive losses, and I don't and and that obviously is just eating away at people. Have they seen Town come down the standings in the Premier League to sixteenth, but they are still five points above the drop zone, which they've been for the whole while. So the the gap to the bottom three hasn't changed, but Town's position has, and obviously people will look at that and be a little bit more concerned. Than perhaps they were before, uh, but I think all those little factors come into it, and I think that the biggest thing that Town could do at the moment is get a goal in front and give themselves that confidence um, to push on. Because a lot of the work that they do is very, very good. It's just not having an end product, and that, as we as we've we've just alluded to, will eat away at confidence over a period of time. I think the same can be said for
1: Town's away form as well that's it's you know been pretty abysmal they've only won one uh, away from home and that was against Crystal Palace on the first day of the season mm. not scored in 12 hours and 12 minutes in all competitions away from home mm. again I guess a similar question to to the the previous one why why is it that their away forms so poor obviously in front of the John Smith's crowd they've been excellent all season and you do get that boost mm. but you would think that town despite not being able to score that often at home anyway, they might have scored one in the eight games or however long it is since. Yeah, they've, uh...
0: it, it's it's incredible really, it's, it's an amazing statistic, you mentioned 12 hours 12 minutes including the um, EFL Cup tie down at, at Crystal Palace, 10 hours 42 minutes in the league without a goal is a long time and that's going to hurt you and that's what's happening, teams at this level are far too good to leave with a blank score sheet, you're not Mm. gonna get many nil nils. It happened at Burnley and that was a that was a very encouraging point at Burnley. Uh, to go there and draw nil-nil, most people thought that's fantastic. But you can't just set up to, to try and nil people away from home. You need a goal to put them on the back foot, as happened at Palace on the opening day of the season. Uh, and Town made a great start. They built on that with the, the home win against Newcastle and then the draw against Southampton. And there was there was momentum there, but that momentum has been eroded. By the fact that they can't put a goal on the board, and um, uh, uh, away from home particularly, uh, and you know it, it really is a, a blessing that the home form has been as good as it's been, mm. um, because otherwise you know town really would be down there with the dead man, and I think that's why the pressure is on now before it gets to that stage where they do end up battling to stay above that that line without a cushion. There's a five point cushion at the moment. Uh, before that happens, to put some more points on the board. And there are two home games coming up against Brighton and against Chelsea where these really are big opportunities uh, to try and do something a bit special and keep themselves up there in that mid-table region.
1: Yeah, I think the Brighton game this weekend, if Town win, they they can move into the top half of the table. So that shows just how tight it is down there. I saw an interview with one of the BBC pundits yesterday and they were saying that uh, sorry, previously the season And they were saying that The way that Town, Newcastle uh, And Brighton had started Had made it sort of tougher For all of the bottom 12 teams Everyone thought they can go down at this point So it is going to be a real scrap mm. That puts more pressure on the Brighton match This weekend obviously mm. uh, Brighton obviously came up with Town Last year What effect will Town's confidence Have on them going into the game And also what, what effect will it being a home match have as well on Huddersfield do you think?
0: I I think it's it's an ideal time to have a home game and against one of the clubs who you feel you can pick off Um, Town did it brilliantly last season of course, it was one of the best performances people had seen in a long time when they beat Brighton 3-1 at home last season, this is a different scenario different season different Set of players really because obviously town are much changed from last February, but um, this is a great opportunity for town to get back on the horse and really put in a good shift and desperately try to get three points on the board. The goals will help. I mean, I heard um, uh, one of the the Sky pundits you, uh, you're talking about the BBC earlier, but um, I think it was Charlie Nicholas on on Sky was saying that. Um, David it's important that David Wagner doesn't get caught in that trap between desperately trying to defend and make themselves solid, but then sacrificing yeah. attack and creating chances. Because you know, you cannot nil nil your way to survival. You've really got to. Um, put some goals on, on, on the score sheet, put your opposition under pressure and try and get points on the board and he, he was saying that it's important that David Wagner doesn't get caught between the two stools and I think he was trying to basically say at home Huddersfield Town have got to be incredibly positive and I know that David Wagner will want to be and I know that the players will want to be and I know the fans will want them to be because that's sort of criticism came across after the Everton display in that um, a large majority of the people I've spoken to who went basically felt that town didn't get after them enough that it was an opportunity mm-hmm. missed because Everton are not that good and town really ought to have got after them more and they may well have, have seen the fruit of that if they had done so being at home great atmospheres that there have been at the John Smith Stadium all season really the fans really have stepped up to the mark and it will be great for them to do that again and stick with the team if it doesn't go well in the first instance stick with them stick behind them make as much noise as you can back them all the way um, because you know you really do feel that this is a chance for town the first thing, if they win, they leapfrog Brighton in the table, whatever happens anywhere else. So that's got to be the target. Make sure you get above your opposition uh, and one of the opposition teams that you feel that Town ought to be able to pick off on their own patch.
1: We've spoken a bit about Town needing to get after Brighton. I think that first 20 minutes is going to be, it's going to be vital, isn't it, really? Because the, the fans are obviously going to be behind Town. And we've seen, I guess... Probably the Tottenham match was the first time we saw it. Town knocked on the door for 15 minutes, uh, didn't get the goal and then were punished for that. That's obviously going to be crucial this this weekend. What we've seen in the last three games though is three different formations that David Wagner's employed. Uh, it was the 4-3-3 against uh, Manchester City. He went 3-4-3 against Arsenal to try and match up with them and then the sort of more familiar 4-2-3-1 against Everton. When we talk about town trying to get after teams which formation do you think David Wagner will use especially at home will he go for the 4-2-3-1 do you think
0: which we've seen most of this season I think he'll go for the 4-2-3-1 yeah I think that that is in his DNA basically uh, that's the way he likes to set up and then it's a matter of getting you know the right players in there to do that um, I don't think there's any doubt he'll do that Um I think it's been a big miss for town in this spell the last two games anyway, that obviously what happened at the end of the Manchester City match with Rajiv Van La Parra getting sent off has had a knock-on effect. I mean, Van La Parra has been playing extremely well of late for town. He got that fantastic goal against West Brom. And, you know, he's, he's been on form, not just in an offensive position, um, sense but in a defensive way as well um, he's put in some terrific shifts um, recently and I, I think that we've missed that in the last couple of games definitely so when he serves out his um, suspension against Brighton this weekend and he's able to return against Chelsea if David Wagner decides to go that way I think that will be a massive help I think that just I'm really just underlining the fact that Town need as many of their best players on the pitch as often as possible to help them in this Premier League campaign. That's ahead of obviously anything that happens in the January transfer window. Mm. We need as many of the best players out there for as long as possible. So with Van parra has been a miss, but I think that um, the way it it, it sort of... um, it happened against Manchester United. I think the the hogg williams Moy combination was a good one, the way it worked out that day. Um, maybe that's one that they might say for, for Chelsea rather than Brighton. I don't know, but um, I think that was a really excellent... Um, combination of uh, Mm -hmm. uh, the way that it worked out that particular day
1: Well they they all bring different sort of qualities (coughs) to the team don't they? they? Because I'd say Jonathan Hogg and Danny Williams are more defensive players but Mm. Jonathan Hogg's all tackling, Danny Williams is kind of all running and also being able to carry the ball out from there as well and then you've obviously got Aaron Moy who's Mm. probably the ball player out of all three of them and and crucial to to, to Town's success Yeah so I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past Wagner to play the four three three against Brighton. Mm. But I think after last season and what happened in the four, two, three, one, you'd probably go with that again, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, indeed. And I think it's important about, you know, who the wide players are and that they play their full part. I think we need to get more support in and around Lauren de Poitre if it mm. is Lauren de Poitre who leads the line. Personally I think it should be because I think the the guys played fantastically of late. Um, he really does know how to lead that line and I think it's only a shame that we haven't got more support from both the wide players and indeed the number 10 hole man and I think that 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 needs to be addressed and to become a bit more cohesive then Town might find that the goal chances come more often and they're back on that all pressing, all sort of action um, attacking vibe that David Wagner wants um so I think it's important that those those roles the two wide roles um in Van Lepara's absence um obviously people have talked about Toms and the fact that he hasn't scored yet this season but he's shown when he's been out wide that he can attack well. And provide the ball into the into the box well, and I think sir, that service needs to be matched not not just from him but on the other side as well. Um, we need to get better service into the box and more support around those attacking players.
1: Do you think then it's probably the perfect moment for Casey Palmer to be coming back fit, allowing Tommins to go out wide and then pushing Casey Palmer through the middle?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, personally, I, I would think if if you if you don't go with the other three. And Moy in a more advanced mm-hmm. role that you 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 put Palmer in there. I think the first four matches of the season, Town looked pretty threatening with him in the team, yeah. didn't they? And I think that was quite telling. So that would not surprise me. Now he's got forty-five minutes under his belt from the Everton game to see him back in there um, and and making those sort of cutting runs, um, which you know would leave you with Moy again to be. The playmaker and maybe Jonathan Hogg sitting out another game, um, so you know that that's a possibility. Um, but you know you then need Aaron Moy to be playing those killer passes again, uh, and people to be getting on the end of them in in the box.
1: You touched on Tom Ince before. Um, he's as we said he's been a, a threat for Town. He's not scored yet though. I think he's had the most shots, thirty two shots I think, which is the most in the league without scoring. Is it going to be a case of sort of buses coming around and hopefully he'll get one and get two or what do you think, because he had such a great pre-season and scored three or four goals for, for town, what what do you think sort of changed since then going into the Premier League?
0: I don't know, maybe maybe it's a little bit of confidence gone because he hasn't found the net and he has had some good chances, let's face it. Um, but then you say you, you look back at how he was performing in, in pre-season and you know, some of the finishing was was exquisite, really. So he's certainly got that quality, and maybe he just needs the one goal to set him off and build that confidence up that when he does get on the end of a chance it's going to go in the back of the net I mean I thought he he was a good signing for town at the beginning of the season I think an ideal stage of his career to really go and show people what he's capable of perhaps now it just needs those goals adding to it and he can do that Um, but uh, I've always thought a lot of of Ince and his, his ability and he's shown it at other clubs that he can Firing the goals, so it just you know, with with one under his belt at town, uh, I would think that would do masses for his confidence, and you'd probably see several more coming quite quickly.
1: Yeah, I think he's, he's in a pretty similar boat to Elias Kachunga as well, who was obviously Town's top scorer last season. Yeah. hasn't got on the board yet. Well, scored against Leicester, but it was incorrectly yeah. ruled out as well. Yeah. One thing about about Kachunga that was kind of his trademark last year, was that relationship with Tommy Smith down the right. And I don't think we've really seen the best of that this season. Do you think that, is that just the step up in Premier League class to, to you know, more attacking players down the left-hand side?
0: Yeah, I was going to say exactly that. It's that much more difficult, you know, we're playing against much better players week in, week out. So it's going to be more difficult for them. Neither of them has got any less ability and there's no reason why either of them cannot sparkle like they did last season in the top flight. No reason whatsoever. I like Tommy Smith an awful lot as a player. I think he's fantastic. It's no surprise that he's the the, the captain because he plays like a leader and he knows when to join in. He's not frightened to go forward. Uh, And that relationship with Kachunga, it's a shame it hasn't blossomed yet. But... There again, Kachunga may just have suffered a little bit. If he got that goal under his belt against Leicester, it may well have brought him on much more quickly than has been the case. We've seen it with Van Parra; He got that fantastic goal against West Brom and has continued to play really well. Obviously, the, the sending off has, has, has put a nail in that particular um, box for now, but obviously after this weekend he's back. But we've seen him... Blossom because of the fact he's got on the score sheet in the top division. It does wonders for someone's confidence. Elias Kachunga, he just needs the one goal. Think the thing for him is, and I've mentioned this, him and his opposite wingman need to be getting into the box when the attacks down the other side and make sure that they're getting on the end of some of these balls that are going across the box. and um, they need to be there and making sure that they're augmenting the attack when down are going forward and if it's not down their flank, let The opposition worry about marking you around the box. Don't you worry about them all of a sudden being up the other end of the field. You've got to have an attacking instinct when you're in and around the box. You see it with Manchester City all the time. They don't half flood people forward. And, um, you know, I think town... Certainly, would benefit from flooding a few more people forward when they've got the ball and have that confidence on the ball. Have the confidence in your teammates that they're going to supply that ball that you can get on the end of. Find a bit of space, have a crack at goal. And um, I think having, you know, getting bodies in and around the box in an attacking sense can only help town.
1: I think two people who, who really help town in that sense going forward, are, I guess. I guess it's the position that town are probably strongest in at the minute in their full-backs. Scott Malone has shown that he can go forward and I don't know who you would say is the first choice now out of Scott Malone or Chris Lerver because they seem to be playing as many games as each other. Tommy Smith as well, Florian Hadajonai, has come in and a- has done well you know, mm. in-, in his first however many games in English football. Mm. Um, who do you expect to, t- to start against Brighton at the weekend? Because I think Although Tommy Smith likes to get forward, maybe Hadajona is more naturally an attacking fullback, mm. and possibly the same with
0: Scott Malone compared to Chris Lover mm. <coughs> That's an interesting one. Um, it could possibly depend on which combinations he decides on. The people who are who are ahead of them. I think you're quite right. I mean, Malone um, has, has has shown that he is more than adequate competition for Chris Lover. Um Personally, I might go down the lover Tommy Smith route on Saturday. Nothing against uh, Hader-Jona. I think he's he's obviously a very talented young man, and he really does like to push the button and go forward. He sticks the, the old pedal down, doing the gas pedal, and goes at it. So um, he's obviously going to be a great prospect and a really good option to have, as is Malone, if you pick. Lover down the left-hand side. I think Chris Lover maybe had two or three little performances where he wasn't quite at it, and the the penalty Tottenham decision that, went against yeah. him, and that type of thing. And um, the the yeah, Leicester penalty wasn't it, yeah. and then as you said, the Tottenham, and it just didn't quite work for him. Maybe then, you know, just that little bit of a confidence thing. So David Wagner took him out of the firing line. He'll be raring to go anyway, whether if he makes the starting lineup again on uh, on Saturday, that's for sure. Uh, and I think I might go. I would personally go down that route. I think of the the two guys who were in there at the end of last season, um, and and against Brighton particularly, I think that um, for me would be the way to go. Yeah. But uh, with David Wagner, he is not, as we know, afraid in any way to shake things up. Uh, and to uh, to juggle the personnel around to keep them as fresh as possible, um, so it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if it was Malone and eye on the on the uh, fullback spots. Yeah.
1: I think the only three spots you can really nail down this season are the centre backs and the goalkeeper. Yeah, they've all been outstanding really this year. Christopher Schindler's been yeah. head and shoulders above the rest. Really, he's just led from the back. Mm. Zanka as well after. Maybe not the best start has, has really shown his class as well And Jonas Lossel's just kept town in games at, at certain times How much will it affect them That they've conceded nine goals In the last three games Do you think it, the confidence might Might wane a little bit Or do you think because they've had such a good start they, they'll still be on a high after you know the United only conceding two against City as well despite mm. losing
0: mm. I, I don't think that that is something which will hit confidence too much to be quite honest um, they won't like it that's for sure defenders don't like conceding goals goalkeepers don't like conceding goals and they as a union will be absolutely fuming that, they've, that they're conceding as many as they are um, they've got to bear in mind they've been up against some of the best players on the planet so you know you've, you've got to bear that in mind and I don't think that that will really have damaged confidence I think that those two guys in the middle at the back will be determined to shut the door on Glenn Murray and co that's for sure Um, and you know we've got to obviously keep out knockout and Izzy Brown's coming back we know all about Izzy Um, they'll be determined to keep those people out they really will be focused on trying to keep a clean sheet this weekend not make any silly errors and not get picked off as they were against Tottenham they showed against um, uh, Manchester United how good they can be they showed against Manchester City how good they can be although obviously at the end City got that bit of luck and, and won it but I think certainly on home soil at the moment, there's n- there's nothing for town to worry about in that sense. I think defensively um, they've been very strong and those lads at the back will be determined to keep a clean sheet. I can, they won't like what's happened away from home and they, it'll be compounded by the fact that they've not been in getting any help at the other side, mm-hmm. on the other end of the pitch and people putting the ball in the net when the chances have come along.
1: Just to wrap up then, I'm going to ask you for your prediction for uh, for the weekend. Going for loads of goals, or do you think it'll be a, a
0: classic Town 1-0, 1-1, something like that? That's, I think Town will win, and I think they will keep a clean sheet. Um, and I would love to think that they'll score at least a couple of goals. So I'm going 2-0 Town. Um, I hope... That, that doesn't come back to bite me. I hope Mr. Murray doesn't get in on the act. Knockout particularly has been dangerous. And Izzy Brown will want to do well if he gets the the nod um, to play against Town. Um, obviously, he'll get a, a really good reception from the Town fans, I'm sure of that. Um, having contributed to what the team achieved last season, yeah. um, I'm, I'm sure he'll get a very warm reception. There's a lot of Town fans would have loved to have seen him back at the club um, but that obviously wasn't to be uh, and Casey Palmer is here with a chance to put one over on his old mate and help town towards a victory so I'm going 2-0 town back on the horse get some positive feeling before Chelsea come down the fans will be up for it that's for sure I think there'll be a fantastic atmosphere on Saturday uh, and I'm really looking forward to it Yeah,
1: I think I'm going to go for a town win as well I'm going to go 2-1 I fancy Izzy Brown to score against town <laughs> Can, probably, hopefully he won't celebrate afterwards but uh, <laughs> yeah I just fancy him to, to come back and haunt them but I think hopefully Town can uh, keep the rest of them quiet and uh, get three more points on the board which are sort of much needed at this point yeah. uh, in a crucial game uh, anyway that brings our podcast to an end uh, just to finish off um, I've got to mention Beer52 our sponsors uh, if you type in the code Huddersfield you can get a crate of twin, of twelve beers for five ninety five, which is just the postage. Um, so, thank you to them for sponsoring us, uh, and thanks Mel for joining us on the podcast today.
0: No problem, thank you.